Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. I'm Mark Whitman. And, hey, we're going to get right to it. We've been talk- shooting the breeze for two hours. I love it. Me too. I love hanging out with you and solving the world's problems. But before we go eat lunch, uh, I wanted to watch a match with Mark. Because I'm going to ask him to watch some bad wrestling a little later today. And I know life's too short to watch bad wrestling. Okay. But I want your opinion on the War Horse Cody match that occurred last Wednesday okay. night. So I wanna Interesting. Wa- I want to see that. And you've never seen War Horse wrestle. No, sir. So I want a pure a pure okay. opinion. All right. You, have you listened to what Cornette said about it? No. Okay. I haven't. You didn't listen to what I said about it? No. All right. But first, we're going to watch. I just Googled or YouTube Stan Hansen. This is going to be Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody uh-huh. versus Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkel okay. in Japan. Oh, man. Cool. I've not seen this match. Uh-huh. I'm sure you have you seen this match? Probably. Yeah, I think I've got a huge five disc collection of all Brody's matches. So yeah. Okay. So here we go. I just I just want to talk about Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkel. So if you go on YouTube, <laughs> this match is eleven minutes and twenty one seconds. Uh-huh. I will put a be. link to it in the show notes. I bet nobody's gonna get dipped in a swimming pool. You're not gonna see Harley Race go into a pool in purple trunks and come out dressed as the king. I'm going to go ahead and guess. And then go back and come back dressed as the way he was you when know, he Seth won't Rollins, be any of that in this match. Somebody was asking Seth Rollins about the eye, <coughs> the eye for an eye match. And mm-hmm. Seth Rollins like, if you're okay with the lake of reincarnation, yeah. why aren't you okay with us? Absolutely. Guys? I agree with that. All right. I agree. And, I mean, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying I'm pretty confident Harley Race ain't going to do that. Right. <laughs> you know. I don't know if the price. He was a good businessman. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh uh oh, we didn't get any sound. All right, hold on. Let me. Sometimes with the Apple TV, you gotta. There we go. Now we're ready. Because it's going through the sound bar. Demi shocks and bathrobe stunt. This see, what kind of stuff do you watch on YouTube? This is my kids watching The Bachelor. That gummit! Now I got to put in all this information again. This is okay. a perfect. You don't have a yeah. You don't have a history that would have. No, it doesn't work like that. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen versus Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkel. Uh, here we go. A, yeah, that's a. Here we go. I'm going to turn it down a little bit because it's all Japanese. I want to hear the pop when uh, Brody and Hanson come out. Yeah, you'll hear the. There's just two of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah, with USA on the back. Yeah. I think you you think there's going to be a pop for Brody and Hanson, but what you're going to hear is a gasp as the people run away from Brody. No, that's right. That's what I mean. I, I mean a reaction. Yeah. And Brody just swinging that chain as if. Yeah, they don't care if they hit anybody. Yeah. God, Stan Hansen was all man, wasn't he? He really was. Listen to that crowd, man. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying. Hus. But they're. Oh, yeah. 
They're chanting Huss with Brody. Look at Bachwinkle. So they were baby faces now. That would be And Bachwinkle knows what they know like and Bachwinkle and Race are tough enough to be like, All right, this is not the check yeah. is gonna clear. Uh huh. And I just have never seen Nick Bachwinkle in an all out brawl. Really? So you haven't watched this match yet? No, I have not. That's why I'm going to watch it with you. Okay. Golly. They just all just. Nick Bonkwinkle's the smallest man in this match, and I would not cross him. No, no. I mean, he's the smallest guy in the match. I guess he's what? He's probably still 6'2", 240. Okay, they've cut yeah, out part of the This is going to be a Look at that. One. I would have been curious to see the start if there if there was a hot start or not. Right. Look at him. That is, I wonder if that's how they called it in the back. <laughs> wonder, Brody's going to go off the top you, rope. Holy cow. Think, uh, oh. Yeah, with a big axe handle. Um. Do you think that they spent more than five minutes talking about this match in the back? No, they knew they, the finish. Yeah, they knew what the finish was going to be. Probably knew how they were going to get started. And uh, and other than that, Bachwinkle kicking out on one. Front face locked by Brody. Oh, look at Harley Race. There you go. And look, Bachwinkle, not throwing punches. He, oh, there's a punch right there. All right. Oh, rake the eyes. Oh. <laughs> oh, and you. Oh, no, look you at thought, that. Uh, you thought Brody was going to take a bump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he knew. <clears throat> Harley with the tag. The, uh, well, I would love to have known if Harley and Hanson ever had any singles matches, like for the title. I think they did. I mean, I holy cow! Just powers him up. Han- Hanson made him. Uh huh. It's like if you want to suplex me, you don't have to suplex. Did me. he make him, or is it just two guys that actually know how to work that make don't make everything look like no. a yeah, like that's, a choreographed uh, cooperate, cooperative that's what dance I love, routine. That's what I love about this match so far. Is even when earlier when Hanson put – he just picked Bockwinkle up and walked him to the corner. Bockwinkle didn't like jump up even, on his shoulders. Even just like that with the elbow that, that Hanson landed, uh, uh, Race didn't lay there. He, right. acted, he, he acted like he was trying to get up. Yeah. That's the lost art of wrestling, man. Now everything looks like a, cooper- a cooperative yeah. dance routine, and it just doesn't there. To me, that's when it's the best. Oh! When you can't tell, you know, that we talked about this recently, I yeah. think, when there's that moment when you think, oh, man, they, they might have been working together up to this point, but he was he threw that right. shot. and he, You know who was good at that? Who's that? Bret Hart. Yeah. Bret Hart was good at having in certain little moments into his matches where you wasn't sure if he was mad or not. Yeah. You thought he might, man. He, I think he meant that. The greatest work he ever did was when he spit on McMahon's face after Montreal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he wasn't acting mad then. I don't think. Oh, mm. just look at how they're struggling. 
Yeah. Even the slinging into the ropes. He had to sling him. Oh, look at that. I love it. Yeah. Like a crossbody block, Fez press, but Brody didn't just stand there and take it. He looked like he was trying to hit an offensive move as well. See, you can't tell. Wait a minute. It looks like they might be shooting on each other there for a second. He's trying to tie his legs up. (laughs) This is. I think Bachwinkle is one of those guys that you kind of just saw in the magazines. We don't probably get how good he really was. It's because he kind of stayed in the same area. Yeah. He didn't do the territories. Right. There it is. Big headbutt from. Harley had an animated style about him. He really did. <laughs> he, he snaps it in, and then he snaps one more time to cinch it in. Yeah. I mean, they're oh. – That's when well, – I think a lot of younger fans hear things like, oh, well, he puts him in a headlock, and those are rest holds. No. But, that, but that's – like they worked that headlock. Yeah, he he was constantly there was movement the entire time. Yeah, nobody wants sitting. That this misconception that wrestling back then was a guy putting a dude in the headlock Ooh. and just laying on the mat for fifteen minutes didn't right. happen because they were working it. Right, they were working the hold. Now they don't work holds; they just do holds. Right. Look at that river. I mean, oh, uh, that was great. Yeah, man. This is the realest thing I've watched <laughs> in a quite some time. Wrestling wise, me too. It's the best thing I've watched in a long yeah. time. Four greats. I mean, four real greats. Yes. Not like four. Four people that they tell you they're icons. Right. And they tell you they're great. Or they got a lot of followers on Twitter. Right. You know. Four guys. Wait, four guys that actually drew money. You know who would be making a lot of money right now? Who's that? I think Brody would be. Because he wouldn't do ten shoot interviews. Uh He would do one and charge like $100 for it. Or Brody, Brody, he would do whatever made him the most money. Right, right. Like Brody would do the math of is it does it cost is it more effective for me to charge a hundred dollars an autograph or for me to do a signing yeah. and get a lump sum? I think he would. Uh, I think he would be. He would probably be on that Conrad Thompson train and realize I'm better off having a podcast every, every week where cow. I where I tell all these stories that people wanted to know about whether I did them or not and um and I, I make more money just selling t-shirts off of that off talking about no, it. that's brilliant that's brilliant that's where a lot of those guys have you know realized that's where the money's at you know who it's sad I've always thought um that couldn't get in on that was Bobby Heenan yeah. God, he would have been so good. Could you imagine yeah. the the Bobby Heenan, Conrad Thompson podcast? Holy cow. And, and I mean, just the stories he could have told. And, and here, the tip, I mean, and I don't mean this disparagingly, it has broken down as you knew it would. Oh, yeah. 
And how many of these fans are going to go home and be like, oh, man, I didn't get my money's worth because there wasn't a finish? Yeah, exactly. And the money's worth is there's not going to be a finish. They're going to brawl all the way to the back, more than likely. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Look, he got the – Bockwinkle got the streamers and is choking him with it. I love it. <laughs> Harley just broke that chair. Holy Passing. cow, the seat just went off of it. That's a chair chair right there. Oh, yeah, man, that is a chair. That is not a <laughs> – what did he – oh, now he's throwing chairs. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It don't Look, get no better than that, boy. That's your money's worth right there. You, If you go to a show there and you know Hanson's just going to run through the crowd in a rage. Brody. Look, he doesn't even, he's just walking. He's like, I'm going to pick something up. He picked up a, is that a lady's purse? What is that? It looks like it. He's going to hit somebody with something. Now, let me ask you this. I think it's the guy right there. There's a guy in the ringside crew in uh-huh. an all-Japan jacket wearing a mask. Uh-huh. What's the story behind that? Everybody has attendance in the Japanese matches. I the, know. The young boys. Okay. They okay. all, I mean, they have guys who are, attend to them the whole time they're there, and they go to the ring. You, you've seen that, right? I love it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I just, yeah, that guy's are, a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, they're gotcha. they're wrestlers and they're seconds there in their corner and this is all. I think even a lot of times it would extend. There he's, he's holding Harley Race back. If you go back, probably now when the matches are over, they'll be in charge of escorting um, Race and Bachwinkle around town and getting them to the restaurants and getting them where they need to be. But that was very entertaining. Yes, it was. No one went over the top rope. Nobody dove on anybody. Didn't break any tables. No fire. I saw, you know, a couple of years ago they posted a clip of um, Stan Hansen diving. Yeah. Somebody said, well, the reason I dive is because Stan dove. The thing is, there's one clip of Stan Hansen diving. Yeah. He did it one time when it mattered. When it meant something. He didn't do it five times a match. And then somebody hop right up and move on to the next thing. I saw a tweet this morning from another podcaster. And it was a quote that he had done that from an interview with John Schuyler. And John Schuyler, and I, and I want to get your thoughts on this quote. It was basically, you could go out in, in today's culture and tell a great story, have a great match. And it be overshadowed because one spot you did became a gif mm-hmm. or a highlight, and yeah. everybody just remembers your match for that, mm-hmm. and not the great, not the not that it was great. What, what, what do you think about that? I think he's right, but I think there's a lot of people <clears throat> that that wish they could get that. Right, they would love that. They would love to have a gif go viral. Right. It would be the ultimate thing for them because then it would be something stupid 
and Cornette would talk about it. Right. And because Cornette talked about it, it would cause other people to comment on it. Right. And everybody would be talking about him for about three days. Yeah. And then nobody would ever think about him again. But the gift would still exist. But now you And if have- you're lucky, you become a Joey Ryan where the gift goes goes viral and you're able to capitalize on that and make some money. Of course, I understand everything that's kind of happened yeah. with him recently. I'm not right. praising him. or right. I'm just using him as an example. So calm down. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I, w- I, w- I wonder, because the first time he did that was in Japan. Mm. And I wonder if the reaction to that had been different. If the reaction to that had been, ugh. Yeah. That would have been the end of it. Yeah, he kept been. doing it because people, the fans clamored for it. Yeah, people laughed at it. People thought it was funny. And paid him money and bought his gimmicks until it was not cool yeah. to do so anymore. Right, until the you know, right, until he what till he got exposed as some of the stuff he was doing. Yeah. But, you know, at the end the people also used to pay to watch geeks bite the heads off chickens at the fair. That didn't make it entertaining. Right. Was it just geeks? <laughs> I think that's the term for the. You know. I'd pay to see Ozzy Osbourne bite the head off a off of a bat. I guess that was a bat, wasn't it? No, I think it was a dove. Actually, it's always been that's called a bat, but it actually was a dove. Yeah. In a, in a meeting with a record company executive. Right. They released some, and he landed near they, him, and he just picked it up and bit the head off of it. Because the story was the urban. <clears throat> was he bit a bat head off a bat and got rabies. Right. Right. You can't always believe that. Is stuff. that how rabies works? Uh, it, uh, evidently, that evidently, if you eat a bat, you can get up. <laughs> you Ozzy can start Osborne a worldwide of pandemic. Time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness gracious. So what, uh, I mean, I would give that match as many chair shots as were in the match. Which yeah, was yeah, countless. Right, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're, I would never say a disparaging word about any of the four of those bands. So. I make that watching that match makes me want to go just watch more Nick Bockwinkle. Really, it makes me want to like hmm. Sir Robert of Earl. Yeah, that's, I, I tell you, that's one of my favorite Nick Bockwinkle things. Yeah, is uh, is when. The, he and Bobby Heenan turned on Ray Stevens. Yeah. That's Sir the, Robert of Eaton. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Robert of Eaton. Um, he said, Ray, I'm trying to talk to my champion here, and I shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great one. I mean, Ray Stevens, that's somebody I, you know, I probably maybe seen one Ray Stevens. Yeah, there's match. not a lot. Uh, I tell you what, if somebody out there could ever stumble upon a Ray Stevens collection of matches and release them, they're sitting on a gold mine. Yeah, for for hardcore collectors because there, there's not a lot of his stuff. Because I've I've tried to find it. There's not a lot of a lot of his stuff. At least not a lot of his stuff when he was in his prime exists on, on video. I think one of the things that made I mean I, I guess one of the things Bachwinkle did. Is he was just like the perfect foil for Vern Gagne in AWA. He was. He was really good at, um, I don't know, the way he spoke down to people. And yeah. Would, evidently, he kept a dictionary. He was always learning these yeah. long, so he could work them into his promos to yeah. make him sound 
like he and, was talking about. And he was from Beverly Hills. Right. You know, which is. You ever been to Beverly Hills? I've never been to Beverly Hills. It's uh, it's nice, man. It's a nice, it's a ritzy place. Right. You know, Did you see where the Beverly Hillbillies lived? I don't. I don't think. That I don't was. remember. I, I saw where uh, Lucille Ball and John Wayne lived. Okay, I did see that. See a lot of in Beverly Hills now. The guys, the the guy told us um, the celebrities used to live in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Now the celebrities' agents and lawyers live in Beverly Hills. Oh. And the celebrities live in the big houses up on the side of the mountains and stuff. But the all the entertainment lawyers and all yeah. the agents and stuff they they still live in Beverly Hills. Interesting. So, yeah, I know we saw Lucy in John Wayne's house. Interesting. Interesting. And it seems like we did go by the Beverly Hillbillies mansion, but I could be, I could be, there were so many. It all you get your you mansions know, mixed. Yeah, up. you can't, I can't keep all the mansions I've seen straight. <laughs> um, Hey, let me give a shout-out to our newest patron. Hadn't he told you this? Uh, Robert Redbeard Truesdale. Oh, nice, man. Became a patron this week through his uh, Carolina Professional Wrestling Awards uh, account. So we want to welcome him and uh, hope hope you're happy with uh, the the content that uh, we're putting out there. Uh, Patreon, you can join for a dollar a month. And... uh, I, I was talking to a, a guy I work with, and um, Matt, because I was in the work. With. I mean, I was at the, it was the youth <laughs> pastor at church because uh, Fridays I work at the church, and uh, I get the notification that Redbeard's become a patron. So I kind of re- I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. And the guy I work with was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, the guy just joined our podcast group. He's like, really? He's like, well. He's like, you make money off that? I'm like, well, I mean, it covers some of our expenses, and I can buy Mark's lunch, you know, <laughs> once a month. And he's like, but you don't talk about WWE and all that stuff. I'm like, no, I just talk about local stuff. I said, because everybody else talks about right. all that other stuff. I talk about the stuff nobody else is talking about. And the people that want to hear about that. Pay that's, to, that's the kind of thing they want to hear about. Pay, pay to hear about it. So. He's pretty fascinated by that. I'm and, fascinated. and one of the things that came I'm out. I'm fascinated by it. Right. One of the things that came out this week is um, the governor lifted some restrictions. And so now you can hold. And, and the athletic commission, like the governor had his press conference one day. And then the next day, the athletic commission in South Carolina uh, emailed promoters telling them, all right, you can run shows now. Here's what you got to do. Here's. You can either 50% capacity with a maximum of 250. And so I did a, an episode. Oh, They'd ador- be killed to have 250. That's adorable. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's going to be an issue. <laughs> no. Well, most places are not running. Most shows I've gone to yeah. have, been, have been socially distancing <laughs> right. for years. Right. right. Um, and so I talked about that and how that affects some promotions and the promotions that I know are running and – and, uh, yeah, and then, um, again, that's a very – that's a niche audience. You think? And then when Mark <laughs> and I come, we talk about things that uh, the world doesn't yeah. realize they need to hear when we talk right. about Nick Bach, Uncle Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody, and Harley Race. That's right. So if you want to hear Heath talk, become a patron, you know. 
If you just want to hear me, you don't, listen, even, you don't have to. <laughs> once I once I show you how to record the stuff on your phone and send it to me. You've been saying you were going to do that? I'm going to show you today, right now, when we go to lunch. I don't think you are. I am. It'll be adorable. <laughs> It'll be good. You do need to show me, because I would like to, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just go pull up like an episode of, like if I'm on a Saturday. and Yeah. I'll go to the WWE Network and find an episode of, um, you know, NWA Worldwide that aired in 1986 and just watch it. Yeah. You know know what would be, oh, what if on Saturdays at noon we watched, I mean, I know you work some Saturdays and even I I work some Saturdays, but like Saturdays at noon, just start from the earliest, the earliest Saturday noon wrestling you can find and just start watching it. Yeah, R605 on Saturday night. There's actually a thing called World Class Fridays Mm -hmm. where people are watching the World Class episodes on the network (laughs) and tweeting, like doing tweet threads about it. Yeah. And that's been interesting to watch. And um, people seeing, you know, people seeing, you know, Gary Hart and Kabuki in Texas and they're seeing the, I think Carrie Von Eric, the episode they watched last night was Carrie Von Eric and Ric Flair. Oh, that's a great, and um, that's a classic episode of wrestling television. Um, I'll never forget watching because Ric Flair wrestled so rarely on television mm-hmm. and defended the world title even less, but he he got disqualified at the end. He threw Carrie over the top rope. And then that's right when World Class was leaving the NWA, and if you if the champ got disqualified, then um, this, that was not the only time they wrestled on TV. Okay, I thought you were talking about the episode when Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy slammed the cage. No, door. no, that would okay. have been uh, earlier. Okay, I thought you were talking about the yeah. That's, that's a great one though. Too. That's a that's a that's the classic episode of wrestling television I was talking about. Uh. You know the the when Flair drops the title to Kerry Von Erich, that's one of the. I wish there were more finishes like that in wrestling. Yeah, me too. It was out of nowhere. Wasn't there? Weren't sixteen kick out? It just was out of just a backslide. Yeah, that's the only match I've ever seen one with a backslide. Yeah, that's a. Um... I like I like stuff like that. I wish there was more. I wish everybody didn't hit their dang finish every single. Right. I think you know. I would love to see more matches where they're doing the trading pins. Uh huh. And just in the middle of that, just somebody get pinned. Somebody actually. Because I think yeah. if you did that once every couple months, because mm-hmm. you know what fans would say? Oh, he was supposed to kick out. They messed. They up. messed up. They made a mistake. Made a mistake. I might even have the, um, the 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 man executing the pin cinch up a little tighter, grab both legs, yeah, and hold both legs up, you know, and oh, act like he's and act like he's really holding him down, yeah, and kind of create the illusion of, oh man, he was he he stole that match, he wasn't supposed to do that. See, that's what you could do in these days. Yeah, you can. It's so easy. Well, look at uh, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee or whatever. Yeah. Pat McAfee, I forget. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, look at that. Yeah. It was these people, the smart fans are the ones that were going, oh. I don't know. I think Adam Cole was really mad. Yeah. 
But let me ask you Please. this. Let me ask you this. You're a grown man. Living, living with your mama and everything. But let me ask and you. you believe that. But let me ask you this. Doesn't that say something? I mean, can't, can't you say that's a pretty good job by Adam Cole? You can say whatever, yeah. you, say yeah, whatever yeah. you want about his size or whatever. No, no, no. But I, he yeah. definitely pulled it off mm-hmm. that so many people were questioning. Yeah, I mean, my hat's off to him. But I'm just right. talking about these smart fans yeah. that are on, to, on the dang internet um, telling everybody how wrestling's supposed to be done. Right. And then when stuff like that happens, they believe it. That's, that's all I'm saying. Man, that's a pretty picture, man. You know what? I got in an argument. Well, I, I don't. It wasn't an argument, but I was like, Drake, are these real pictures? I yes, okay. So, so like this one, I can tell. I would believe this is a real picture. It looks. But real. some of the underwater stuff, I'm like that's got to be a computer. Uh-huh. Drake's like, no, Dad. And he he said that like you can click on it and it tells you where the picture's from. So did you download this? No, this yeah. is just on the. Um, let's see, it's one of the say it's one of the Apple TV settings. Oh, it's Apple TV. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's Apple see. TV. Go to settings. Uh, general. Let's see. Uh, sleep after. Oh, hold on. Oh, the screensaver. You can. I can put my own pictures. I got you. Oh. But it's it's just random. So do you like the Apple TV better than Roku, you think? I've never used a Roku very much. I've I've had friends that had Rokus. I've got Roku. And I am uh I like the Apple TV. You're an Apple guy. Cuz I can I can put what's on my phone up on my TV. You know what I think I'm I've been thinking about going Apple TV and the reason is is because Roku now is um not getting stuff. They don't have HBO Max. They didn't get Peacock. Oh, um, I don't know about Peacock. I mean, I know about it, but I don't know about it. Evidently, there's a lot of free stuff on. There's a lot of free stuff on you, and plus, like all like all the movies I've bought through Apple are on here. Yeah, uh, there's the WWE Network. We're we're going through my Apple menu. There you see the... You know, I see you got the DC Universe, but that's on HBO Max. Right, so I do have HBO Max. It doesn't have Teen... HBO doesn't have Teen Titans. They don't have Swamp Thing either, because I wanted to watch Swamp Thing. So I don't think... uh, Now, they released the trailer yesterday for Batman Death in the Family, and it's, it's a movie, Choose Your Own Adventure. Hmm. Where it gets to the end, and you pick if Robin lives or dies, and it depending on what you pick, it gives you a different ending. So, as the the storyline where Joker kills him with a crowbar. Yeah, I remember reading it. So, that's good. So, is that, I guess that's going to be animated. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah, yeah. it's to come out sometime. DC's man, they're doing a good job with um, releasing their big storylines as animated features yeah the batman dark knight returns yeah dark knight returns they did a two-parter with it yeah i've got and, it yeah and uh yeah, i just was watching it on hbo max the other day i bought um a set that's got the comic and the movies oh, and then the set yes i have the very first somewhere it's the original trade paperback 
where they first collected yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Really? I wish I still had mine. Because I remember being, going into the bookstore in the Anderson Mall. Uh-huh. And um, seeing it and like, what is And flipping through it, I'm like, what is this? Right. What is, what is this girl? What is, why is Batman old? Mm-hmm. And you just, I just didn't. Um, yeah, I had a copy of it. I wish I still did. I think it's worth a good bit of good bit of money, right? The original trade paperback. I have the four. I have the last, the original fourth issue. I have that. Yeah. I don't know how much that's worth. Though. I don't know. It's in fairly good shape if I could find it. I think though, and I may be wrong. I don't. I mean, I think they at the most maybe a hundred bucks a piece or something. I mean, hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. Yeah. But you got to find somebody to give you that. Right. It's like I got my <clears throat> Kenny Rogers Gambler album there over here, but yeah, it doesn't have the poster that came with it. Yeah, that might be at the house though. I sold a copy of um, they did Incredible Hulk the end. Mm-hmm. How, yeah, how he dies. I bought I bought a, bought that when it came out. Yeah, and held on to it for a couple of years. And I finally sold it for thirty bucks on eBay. Really? Because mm-hmm. I've got that, and uh, I sold Origin. I yeah. bought the origin when it yeah. when they told it. I, I went and got those, and I sold all of them for like sixty bucks or something like Holy that. Holy Toledo! Yeah, Maybe I need to start selling my old comics. If you, I mean, but yeah. they're not in good shape. It doesn't matter. Really? There's a there's a market out there of people that don't that don't care about um, graded copies. Yeah. They just want to say they have a specific. Sports card or comic book in their collection. Right. So they'll buy them at any, just right. so they can have a copy. One of the apps that I have now is called Rally. Uh-huh. And it's where you basically invest in stuff like that. Huh. So, like, okay, like yesterday, like they have cars um, they have sports cards. So yesterday I bought 10 shares of an 86 Jerry Rice rookie card. So what they do is like they get enough people to invest to buy the card and then they sell it at an auction and whatever profits you make is split hmm. amongst the shareholders. But I invested in, um, so they have Darede- Ooh, Daredevil number one. I'm actually, have I already bought the shares? Yep, I did. I bought shares in Daredevil number one. And then I bought shares in. Uh, uh, now how much was a share of Daredevil number one? A dollar. I bought 20 shares. Okay. $20. So they're going to raise $10,000 to buy this comic book. You you put $20. They're go- All right, so their goal is to get $11,500 and it has been it's been selling for 28%. That this asset in the last it has it has increased in value uh, 128%. So over time. I guess my what I'm getting at though. So for off of to a $20 investment, what would be your return? I don't know. Estimate well, if, if it increases 28%, I don't know what's 20. I mean, five bucks, I don't know. I don't know, maybe mm. more. Mm. 
It's like Bitcoin. I bought some Bitcoin. Did you? And uh, Bitcoin went up. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. Bitcoin went up $2,000 this week. If I had invested on Monday, I could have sold it yesterday, Friday, and may had made $200. Wow. Like for a, that's my hundred like I think I bought $150 worth of Bitcoin. Right. And for my 150 I would have made, basically for every hundred, my, like I bought point zero one of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So 1%. So for every hundred dollars it goes up, I make a dollar. So if it went up two thousand dollars, that's two hundred dollars. Hmm. I don't know anything about Bitcoin. Me neither. Yeah, let's see what it's doing today. So uh Bitcoin. So like today. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't shut off with the, like it's not on the stock exchange, so it doesn't like stop. You can trade it on the weekends and stuff. Hmm. Anyway, here's another beautiful shot. I don't know what that's from, some kind of harbor city. Mm-hmm. But see, that's just beautiful. It is a nice, nice place. That Manhattan. But like I don't, but I think I could. See, I want to You know we're still recording. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. So we're just... People. We kind of... We let me, let me make it... That was if you really wanted a, a glimpse <laughs> into what it's actually like to hang around with us, then that would have been the moment when we forgot we were recording for the last 10 minutes. So, disclaimer, uh, I'm not a... Uh, not License to give financial advice. <laughs> right. Let me get that disclaimer. Do what you want. Yeah. But Rally is the app. If you just, like, they have sports jerseys. There's cars you can invest in, watches, old wines, hmm. just various things. Um, That's interesting. The thing I missed Rally. out on was an autograph. It was a Lincoln picture oh with an autograph of Abraham Lincoln. And I wanted, and I wanted to invest in that. And, like, it went... It started, and, like, within 10 minutes, all the shares had been sold. Man. And there's some things like that, and there's some things like Daredevil that it'll probably take two weeks to get funded. It was like, um, remember, a few months back, I sent you a link that, I guess right when all all the celebrities were doing the auctions. Yeah. And uh, The Undertaker did one. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm a huge Undertaker fan, as we know. And... um, so I looked at it, and what it was was you got a ring-worn jacket and hat. Yeah. And then you were flown out to Houston to have dinner with The Undertaker. Yeah. You and one other person. Right. Would go out, and, and at the dinner, you could talk about anything you wanted to. He yeah. He would answer any questions you had. He yeah. Would, he, would po- he was going to give pictures and autographs and whatever. Yeah. And he was going to give you a jacket and a hat, and you were going to have dinner with him. And I sent you the deal. Yeah. And I was like, hey – I talked to my wife yeah. and said, and she, you know, I was like, look, if this goes for under five grand, I'm doing it. Yeah. 
Because I was thinking, yeah. you know, how about, you know. Yeah. Because it was like watching a football game with Tom Brady from a yeah. box. I mean, there was big time yeah. stuff. There was Peyton Manning and a round yeah. of golf with Phil Mickelson. I mean, just all kind of stuff. On yeah. There. I'm like, nobody's going to be yeah. on this Undertaker thing. Yeah. And I, like, two days later went back, and the bids were already up to, like, ten grand. And I yeah. said, well, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not what doing that. Going for. I don't know. I need to find, see if I can find out. But it's probably Conrad. Kind of glad I. Yeah, it probably was Conrad. Truth be told, Conrad Thompson ruining it for all for everybody. There was a thing um, the other day on Twitter. He was looking for a belt and he posted something. So people got to asking him about stuff, and they go, "Hey," they said, "Who's got the uh, the big gold, the original big gold belt that Ric Flair debuted on on." you know, Crockett's TV in 86. And he said, I do. Yeah. (laughs) I've got it. Right. (laughs) You know, he's got that belt, man. Yeah. Like, I know that, um, the, the one, the belt that everybody wants, that red TV title belt, Steve Austin's got that one. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said it on his podcast one time. I think he's got that in that United States championship. He's got both of those titles. And his, he said he's got them in a safe. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. And said, uh, and Conrad said that The Rock has the original spinner belt. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know how he wound up with it. But. Well, he won it from CM Punk. From somebody, yeah. So That's weird. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, it was, um, it was, a, it was another guy at work. He was at a match, and it was Steamboat and Youngblood were the tag team champs. And they came to the ring, and the guy got the belt from them. And my buddy's sitting ringside. He's like, man, can I just see those? And my my friend's just a kid at that time, obviously. And he's like, it was the most disappointing thing because these things are all beat up and chipped up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and and he's like, the guy's sitting there holding them's like, well, they use different ones on TV. Right. Like, they use the shiny ones. Mm-hmm. Like, but when you come out of here, these might get stolen. You don't want right. your nice ones to get stolen. Yeah, I've heard that, too. So talk, they said WWE has um, the belts they use for TV. Then they travel. Yeah. And then they have the belts that they that they carry around with them to the house shows. Yeah. People don't understand. Belts take a beating. Yeah. Like, man. these little independent belts, I mean, they can be really nice when you buy them. Right. You bring them to the ring a couple of times to let them get thrown around, hit hit somebody, somebody in the head. Hit somebody in the head. And they get chipped and the paint comes off. Uh-huh. And it, as someone getting into wrestling, when I first realized that, I was like, oh, well, these things are not as pristine or prestigious <laughs> as I originally thought. But anyway, hey, uh, it's the Double Dropkick Show. We're back, baby. We, we, we just so here's what happened there was um something on our website that needed to be updated i had uploaded our episodes for march and posted them but because there was some code that wasn't updated huh. nothing would post so I spent, it was about three hours trying to figure out this oh, man. but it was good because i learned some of the code and like fixed our website yeah so if you haven't heard our Tiger King episodes. Yep, we know we're a couple months late. <laughs> we got them done right after. I yeah, happened. we yeah we were on. See, look at this. This is beautiful. We're watching it's a picture. Pretty amazing, man. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, 
So, uh, get caught up. Listen to the Double Dropkick show. This is the only thing that will keep you sane during a worldwide pandemic and an election year. Yeah. So they say. Like, that's what that doctor said the other day. She said that not only will the hydroxychlorazine, but also Double Dropkick show. It's good for what Good you. for your mental health. That's right. So, for the Double Dropkick show, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.